What's up, podcast? Welcome to another episode of Dictations. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. This is a really important episode. Uh, In this conversation, Dr. Rogers continues the men's health conversation, and he's talking about prostate health and prostate cancer. Uh, He gets into the PSA test. He gets into MRIs versus biopsies. Uh, For anyone out there who has dealt with prostate cancer, either directly or indirectly, I think this is super helpful. Um, he gets into things that he just hasn't talked much about before. So so anyways, I'm going to let you get to the conversation, but thanks so much for being here. I hope you get a ton out of it. Uh, if you have questions, don't hesitate to uh, shoot me an email uh, at ben at performancemedicine.net. Uh, if you're coming from the doctor's note, you can just reply to that email. Uh, but this is an important episode. Uh, so here's our conversation on prostate cancer and prostate health with Dr. Rogers. Dr. Rogers, we're, you know, continuing a, a month-long series on men's health and and one of the major topics in men's health is prostate cancer uh, and prostate health. Um what's what's your take on that? Um what advice can you give to men who are concerned about prostate cancer? Well, every man should be concerned about his prostate. You know, the most troublesome thing is when your prostate starts getting larger and you start having symptoms of BPH, benign prostatic hypertrophy. Um, and that's a bothersome thing that can be treated. And, of course, we always worry about prostate cancer in men. Um, out of the cancers, it's the number two killer of cancer deaths in men behind lung cancer. But, um, you know, there's a lot of misinformation about prostate cancer and you know, how to screen for it, what to do for it. Um, I deal a lot with um, prostates because I do so much hormonal evaluation. I see so many middle-aged men and seeing thousands and thousands through the years and dealing with it, um, you know, and all the controversies about it. um, It's really interesting. Like, you know, testosterone itself, of course, does not cause prostate cancer. It does not make it worse. It's not like pouring fuel on a fire, even if you had prostate cancer. But it gives me a good opportunity to screen for prostate cancer and give you some good advice on what to do. Do you need a biopsy versus an MRI? Or, you know, what do you need to do with that PSA that's jumped up a little bit? Because um, it's kind of controversial. Um, and, it, and the main thing is, you do need a PSA, you need a prostate check. Uh, I, I like to do it uh, you know, once a year after age 40, maybe in some groups, 40 to 50 every couple years, but after 50 for sure, you need it checked once a year. Um, but the PSA test is a prostatic specific antigen, and it's a test that, it's not a great test, we need to do it, but it's, it's not a great test because it's not uh, 100% accurate by any means. Um, most of the time when you have an elevated PSA, it means you have an enlarged prostate. Or you could even have had a recent prostate infection. Um, and I look at the velocity of the PSA, not is it, you know, anything under four we say is normal. But if it was one last year and is three this year, I perk my ears up because... I'll look at how fast that PSA is changing. It generally does go up as you age anyway, but um, just because your PSA 
um, is over four doesn't mean that you need an automatic prostate biopsy. What do you think is the biggest misconception um, in regards to prostate health? Um, you know, men are kind of hesitant about going to the doctor because, number one, they, they don't like getting their prostate checked. But when you do it right, it takes about three seconds, and it's it's not a painful test at all. Um, I think guys freak out a little bit if their PSA jumps up a little bit, but um, it's something that needs to be noted, but it, it's not something that needs to be freaked out on. Here, here's the thing. About one in seven men are going to be found to have prostate cancer sometime in their lives, but only one in 35 will die of prostate cancer. Now, I don't want to downplay that because, you know, prostate cancer kills almost 30,000 men a year but um you know if we if we all live to about 90 years old about nine out of ten of us will have prostate cancer if you did a a prostate examination uh, on an autopsy or something so most of the time it's not going to kill you and sometimes we'll even find a low-grade prostate cancer we call it a gleason score if we see a score of like a six We'll just watch it, and you won't have to necessarily do anything except wait and, and watch it and make sure it doesn't grow. What, <clears throat> one thing that um, you mentioned today in, in your talk with, with a bunch of men uh, in a, a corporate office today is the biopsy versus getting an MRI. Uh, sorry, the the MRI, getting an MRI of a PSA, or sorry, of a prostate. Well, here's the thing. Here's the way I've learned how to treat it, um, and certainly the way I'd want to get it done. Um, if my PSA was climbing and I was worried about it, or I had, you know, felt something a little abnormal in the prostate, then I would most likely send you for an MRI of the prostate instead of straight for a biopsy, because it's just non-invasive and you know there's only a few people that can can read a, a prostate MRI you have to have a special MRI machine and software so you know it's not something that's you find everywhere it will be in five years everybody be doing it but um, so if it was me that's what I would do and and most of the time with, you would get the MRI first yes I would get the MRI first and if the uh, radiologist who's trained in prostate uh, sees what looks like a prostate cancer, then I would have it biopsied while I was in the MRI machine um, with one or two small needle sticks rather than, you know, 14 to 16 large core needle blind biopsies. It's not under anesthesia. It's a painful test, can lead to infection, and I've just seen some disasters with that. Plus, they're really not, they're just kind of guessing on it. So that's a controversial area, and it turns out to be kind of a turf battle between the urologist and these expert radiologists that do these MRI um, exams. And, and so it's a, it's a turf battle, and from somebody that's kind of non-biased that looks at all of it, um, you know, I'll tell you what I would do myself, and that would be get an MRI and have a, an MRI-guided biopsy. Um, by somebody who really knows what they're doing. Uh, not to say that I wouldn't necessarily, if I was certain I had um, a 
prostate cancer, I wouldn't go to urologists. I would. There's great urologists, you know, in this part of the East Tennessee, great urologists. So, but, you know, there's a lot of um, unnecessary biopsies, I think, just based on a PSA. Again, you got to realize um, that there's a lot of, uh, you know, CYA stuff going on by doctors. You know, that they, uh, they want to make sure that they cover their butts on this and uh, but and then you got to realize that um, a prostate biopsy, you know, is a it can be an effective tool. It's an expensive tool, but um, so is an MRI. But you know, so I don't want to downplay anything. And you know, all doctors are trained to do their best, uh, but they kind of follow their own, you know, little expertise areas. So I try to look at it with an open mind and. Uh, some people will just choose just to go ahead and go to the urologist and go ahead in the full tilt biopsy and then get their prostate taken out if they find it. But there's other ways to do it. I mean, there's proton therapy. There is um, robotic uh, prostatectomies, which is a good way to do it. We've got some fine surgeons in this area. And um, there's even another procedure called laser ablation uh, where they go in and uh, it's almost like an outpatient procedure, um, and it's probably the least invasive of all the prostate surgeries. Um, and you're home that night, and with very little pain, you don't have to wear a catheter. So the point is, there's a, there's a lot of new things out there to look at. Um, you need to talk to somebody who's seen a lot of this, and you know is kind of open-minded about it, and um, so. And I'm glad to talk to people about that. I see them every day with this. Real quick before we we um, get off of here, is there any preventative measure that men can take to keep their prostate healthy besides just getting it checked regularly? Um, yeah, they say have a lot of sex helps, helps out <laughs> a little bit. But, um, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, for any type of cancer prevention, you need to eat a great diet. I mean... There's two things that I'll tell you I know cause cancer. One is sugar, the other one is stress. Um, so this fits for any kind of cancer. And so, um, you know, I think you need to take vitamins. There's a lot of evidence that, that vitamins help prevent any kind of cancer. And certainly if you have a, an enlarged prostate, you need to take measure and start taking some supplements that uh, can help the health of your prostate. There's a lot of things like beta cystosterol, saw palmetto, stinging nettle, pumpkin seed. Um, zinc is certainly uh, healthy for your prostate. Um, so there's a lot of things you can do, but it does need to be monitored. Prostates are a serious business, so um, you need to be aware of it and get it screened. Well, Dr. Rogers, thank you for your time today, and uh, we'll see you again next week. Thanks, Ben. And that's the end of our conversation. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Dictations. It's been a wonderful Men's Health Month, and this was a great conversation on prostate health and prostate cancer. I hope you got a ton out of it. Again, if you want to reach out to me, uh, which always gets to Dr. Rogers, uh, send us an email at ben at performancemedicine.net. And please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Give us a rating. Uh, it helps us get this information out to more people. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week.